0: You know what? Every day you're talking to clients, and it's through this communication that you'll find story ideas. Why do they come to you? What problems are they facing? What are their pain points? How are you going to solve these? These are all the basis of good stories.
1: I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action welcome to engage with story her little hand reached out to tap me on the arm i turned and looked down at the angelic face of my six-year-old daughter she looked back at me and for what could possibly be the fifth time that morning she said dad can we go to the park i turned back to the pile of dirty dishes still needing to be stacked in the dishwasher and the sink full of items to be hand washed. I'll think about it, Ellie. Just let me do a few more chores around the house. Dejected, she wandered off somewhere to continue playing with her little sister, Skye. Not two minutes later, she was back. Dad, can we go to the park, please? Again, I paused, turned to her and said, I like that you asked nicely this time, but I have a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen around the house this morning before we can go anywhere. Again, she walked away. The third time she returned, I swear it was less than a minute later. I quickly turned to her and cut her off. Ellie, if you ask me again about the park, I'll... She interrupted. But Dad, I wasn't going to. I just wanted to ask you a question okay I submitted what do you want to know dad do you like coffee that was a no-brainer yes I replied would you like a nice cup of Chino this morning yes well Skye and I have talked and we'd decided that when you were ready, we would like to go to the Blue Park because it's next to the lovely cafe, so you and mummy can have a coffee while we play. Is that a good idea? (laughs) Yes, I said, grinning at her tenacity. Then, drying my hands on a tea towel and leaving dishes stacked unfinished behind me, I wrapped my arm across her shoulders and said, let's go now, hey? I think it's a good time for a coffee anyway. You see, five-year-olds, they learn quick. In order to get her voice heard in a big adult world, my daughter seemed to instinctively realise how to get what she wanted. She understood that in order to achieve her desired outcome, she needed to invite me into a story. And in this case, it was that story that won the day. Welcome to episode 46 of Engage With Story, and in today's interview, it is this power of story to get your voice heard that we'll be exploring further. My guest today is passionate about empowering purpose-driven women leaders and change makers to help them tell their story for greater exposure and impact. She has a diverse background in print, broadcast journalism, public relations, and content marketing spanning almost two decades. She's worked across a wide range of traditional media and PR publications and organisations over her career, and has now found her voice by working with women in particular, who she believes are still underrepresented as media sources, and she's made it her mission to change this status quo. I'm really pleased to introduce you today to Nadine McGrath, who is going to help us dive deeper into how we can get our voices heard more effectively through story. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, so Nadine McGrath, welcome to Engage With Story. Thanks for joining us here today.
0: Thanks very much for having me, Ben.
1: So I introduced you, two of you, the listeners of Engage With Story um, briefly before we started this chat here, but I want to hear from your own mouth. I want to hear from you. What's your story? What what led you to where you are today with your passion for storytelling, PR, media, content and, and working with the people that you do?
0: Yeah, well, I grew up in regional Australia and I've been telling stories since I was a little girl. So, in fact, my first publication was a newspaper for my street, which I started at the age of 10 and called the McKendrick Avenue News. <laughs> my father was not a journalist, but he was always a really good storyteller and could hold a room. He still can. So he loved the news and would sit and read newspapers and watch the television evening news for hours and we'd have great discussions about topics of the day. So one of my best childhood memories um, is going to visit one of dad's mates who was an editor of a country newspaper. So I'd hang out with him in the newsroom on my holidays and I could see the value of stories in communities. So it was just a natural progression for me to go on to study journalism and public relations.
1: Yeah, so a very strong family connection into news and into storytelling and, and all of that. As you were, as you were growing up, um, you've explained to us there that it was, you know, kind of you were wrapped in this idea of news and story. But what, what do you think, as you were developing as a person and growing up, what did, did story mean to you?
0: Story, even then, I think, was always a way of connecting with people. It was, um, as a child, I suppose, entertaining, informative. It was a way of learning about the world. So that's what story has been for me and still remains today I think we, we humanize things that are going on through the power of story
1: and how how do you now see story as as part of your toolkit I guess we're definitely going to get deeper into this throughout the the interview as well but I just want to expand a little bit on that and where does story fit for you within the work that you do with your with your clients and and with yourself and and with the people that you work with
0: Story is central to everything that I do. And I think that it will continue to be so. We live in a day of information overload. And I'm sort of worked in content marketing as well. So, and I've studied that area. But I'm bringing everyone back now to story, I think, because stories are about building a bond, they're about building rapport with those. Who resonate with us, so we can build I guess um, and find a sense of belonging through stories and that 's what and that 's a really powerful tool to have for everyone
1: yeah it 's really interesting that you say that you 're bringing it back you 're bringing it all back to story now because you know I think you would agree that. There's so much media, we're surrounded by so much media today, uh, online, offline, you know, whatever we're doing throughout our day, we're constantly bombarded by messaging, by media, by advertising, by some sort of communication, you know, we kind of can't get away from it, right? Right.
0: No, we can't. And I suppose I'm showing my age here, but I remember sitting in a lecture theater in the late 1990s, you know, at university. And I remember we were going, there was a journalist, one of the lecturers there saying the whole industry is going to change in 15 to 20 years and the days of just having mainstream media, it's going to be gone because people are going to, there's something called the internet and it's going to come and we're going to have people who are able to have, be able to tell their own stories and build up their own communities you know, everywhere. Yeah. So and I don't think I believed it at the time. I think we thought, oh yeah, this is something a little bit out of science fiction. But look where we've come. You know? Yeah,
1: I mean he, he was obviously speaking the truth. He picked up on something that I agree probably a lot of people at that at that time didn't really feel was as big a thing as it was going to be. Um but the world has changed. And as a result, I think, you know, people in business, business leaders and um, managers and entrepreneurs are uh, starting to really feel it. I think starting to struggle in working out the best way to tell their stories and get heard online and, and have their voice resonate with their ideal audience. And where do you see people in business or, or leaders in business really struggling today with telling their story and getting their voice heard?
0: Yeah, I think the business owners generally are still very much in a marketing mindset of feeling Mm. they have to sell their product or service, which I'm completely against. And I also feel, um, I feel sorry for business owners because, you know, in days gone past, they could just put an ad in the local paper or do a, you know, a jingle, or something, and hope that it would work. And and it did. But that's really, really changed now. So um, they need to find a way of communicating and finding a way that people resonate with them because then naturally they will want to do business with them. So um, we're going to have more and more information overload and we're going to have to come back to story so you can still do one of the big things that people are doing I suppose is in content marketing and it went through for a while was the seven tips to whatever or Mm. you know or anything but I now always tell people you can still write that piece but why don't you start a little bit With a story to begin with so you know this week I've noticed a lot of my clients have been struggling in this area da 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 someone came to me and you know had this problem so today I'm going to give you some tips on how to solve that problem but you're starting with a story and people and your audience can relate to that they can go you know what yeah I have that problem or, and then you're in the back of their mind, so when they want, you know they mightn't come to you now, but they might have they might need you down the track, but they will remember the story because we're hardwired to remember stories.
1: Yeah, I think that's a direct result of even in the space of online and internet content. has changed over the years as well. Like in the early days of content marketing, as we know it today, it was about content for content's sake, because the main purpose of content marketing was, uh, you know, ranking based on search engine algorithms. Primarily it was about staking your claim with some internet real estate by getting content out there. So that's where we saw things like listicles, you know, like the seven tips Mm. or that kind of thing. But, Again, as there's so much content now, there's so much of that messaging and media and noise out there, it needs to start to cut through now. You know, when there's not as much content, I think you'll agree that there's, it's just a matter of creating content, right? It doesn't matter about how engaging it is as long as you're kind of getting it out there. But now it needs to cut through and that's where story is really powerful, right?
0: Stories extremely powerful for that. I think, you know, the days of doing the list, like you said, I think they're gone. And I think content marketing, you know, I've, I think it's changing as well. You know, people had a lot of success with it in the early days because it was just about putting content out for content's sake. But, you know, people caught on to that pretty quickly and now we have just so much content being produced. We have more blogs than ever being produced. And, you know, in the history of more content is being produced. I think I've read um, whether it's every day or something on Google than in the history of mankind. So we have to (laughs) really cut through that. And the way in which you're going to do it is to... um, to find, you don't have to reach everyone at once. You just have to find the people who will resonate with you, and that is stories a powerful tool to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you dropped out a little bit there, but I think you were talking about that crazy statistic around. Um, there's more content created every day than was produced in the history of mankind. Is that what, that's what you said there? I think. Yeah,
0: that's what I basically said. I read a statistic recently about, you know, how much content is being produced on a daily basis.
1: Yes, and mind it was, blowing. Yeah.
0: It was just mind blowing, you know, and, and that's one of the things I teach my children is, you know, who are now some of them now teenagers, is you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to cut through you know, the clutter to find the quality content and to find the quality sources of material.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Nadine, I know you're very passionate about working specifically with women in business. I want to explore that a little bit with you, uh, a little bit bit with you deeper, because I know that, you know, you love to work with women to help them find a voice online and to get their voice heard. Uh, Two things. Number one, where do you see, the problem or where do you see women struggling in business to get their voice heard online? And, you know, what do you think they can do to start to resonate with their audience and start to get more heard online?
0: Yeah. My focus is on women now and helping them to tell their stories as we know for impact, because I think women are still sadly underrepresented as media sources Hmm. And in my experience, I've found they often lack the confidence to tell their story or even just the practical skills of what makes news, how to find angles of interest or to the media or online. And they're happy to, sometimes they're often even content to be in the background doing the work without necessarily seeking that exposure or publicity. So, or if they have they just have found that their voices you know were ignored or they just didn't reach um, enough people, so that's what I'm trying to change now so um which is really important, I think, yeah,
1: and how are you how do you see that that change can come about you know without giving away all your all your secrets of how you work with people but how how do you see that women can? you know, work to change this?
0: I think women have to, first of all, we all need to support women. I think we even need to work if we're in corporate or anything, we need to acknowledge the work that women are doing. Like I've done one, you know, I've done some stories recently for a big firm and I noticed that it was often the men in that firm who were being put forth as the sources but And the women are going, oh, no, let them talk. But we, I, in the end, women are actually really great communicators. And once you get them, you know, once we've got their confidence up, they were happy to talk about their work. And But it was just a matter of building that confidence, giving them the media training and just a, a bit the same as men too, I suppose, but to want to go forth and, you know, to seek that exposure for impact and influence.
1: Yeah. And clearly, I mean, I hear what you're saying there, that it's also, it's not just something that women need to do, but it's also a cultural and and business culture shift to with the men as well, to be, you know, allowing women to tell their stories as well. And I think, you know, certainly that is happening. It's not, um, you know, we're not 20 years ago, but I, I, I understand that, you know, what you're saying there around it there's still that that lingering cultural shift that it, it hasn't fully happened yet
0: no but but I do think it's happening and I was really even in some of the work that i was doing recently I, I was actually really admiring the men who were coming forth and saying you know let someone else speak for this you know for this particular story and that and that's great to see
1: So let's talk about stories specifically in, in a business context, um, you know, whether we refer to, you know, women in business or, or more generally, but you know, how, how can people start using or developing and using stories to really get their voice heard?
0: Yeah, I think, um, A lot of people tend to, I focus specifically on stories to get people exposure in news and mainstream media and digital PR, which also includes, um, I suppose, podcasts or other bloggers and, you know, that collaboration. I think that's really, really important. I think that people need to be strategic. They need to look and observe what type of stories are resonating with other people. So, and that's really, really important that they do that. Um, They need to look at timing. They need to see what's topical at the moment. What, uh, you know, like what are the stories that are making the news or that people are talking about? online and can they contribute anything to this they need to think about the significance you know how many people are going to be affected say for example if you're a in finance and there might be a tax hike or a tax cut how's this going to impact a lot of people and then there's also human interest stories there's prominence there's just so many ways Ben
1: and When you think about you know, getting your story heard in the media specifically, I think it's often an area where people struggle thinking that their story or, or their area of expertise or their business or what they're doing in the world isn't story worthy. And I think that sometimes people feel in order to try and make something get noticed by the media, they need to go down the more sensationalist route or, or, you know, more clickbaity when you were talking online, you know, creating something that kind of encourages the click, but there's no great substance there. But, you know, what would you say to people who feel that their story, unless they kind of beat it up or sensationalize it, isn't actually that interesting?
0: I have, I would say no. I think you need to be really authentic and I think that we have a really, that I actually think there's a move away and a bit of a backlash against all of the big sensationalised stories and so forth of, that might have got traction in yesteryear towards more, um, more quality, more substantial story. And that's a really, really good thing. So I actually take people through a process. I talk to them and and it's quite interesting. I'll just start having a normal conversation with my clients and I'll go, so what have you been working on? How are things going? And, you know, and we'll talk about news topics and they'll go, I thought this might make a good topic. And I'll kind of go, maybe just keep talking and they'll go, this one, I'll go, no, that's not it either. And then they will say something and I'll go, there's our angle. That's our news angle. And it won't necessarily be sensationalized. You know, it'll be just something that I think can resonate with other people and that they can relate to. It'll be an insight or expertise that they can offer, to, you know, to provide um, help to other
1: people. Yeah, I think that's key, isn't it? It's about not so much about what story you want to tell but what stories you can tell that provide value to other people, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's all about value. And it's not about you. You know, you've got to take yourself a little bit out of the story. And so, if you're doing, if you're wanting to write stories that just showcase you and your abilities and everything, they're probably not going to get that much traction. But if you're talking about stories that you want to resonate with other people, then it's always about helping them, providing value providing education that are informative, they might be a bit entertaining, know that everyone can relate to. Yeah, I've said
1: it before plenty of times on this podcast that you are not the hero of your own story. And I think that's, you know, as equally true in in media and, and, you know, seeking media and PR coverage as in any other type of storytelling.
0: That's definitely it. You know, I think you've got sometimes as a journalist we'd see it a lot where the same people were over and over wanting to get their name in the story, and they'd send you, you know, they'd send you press release after press release after press release. But um, but it's sometimes you know I ended up working out who would make good sources for media, who I could call on to give me value, and it was always a really the authentic people in business, in health, in finance, in medicine, who you could ring up and go, hey, this is happening. What's the trend or what have you noticed or what insight can you give me into this and comments? And they would get good traction from that.
1: Yeah, look, let's. Um, I want to get really practical with you now. I want to yeah. you know, try and give our listeners today something that they can re- really action and take away from this conversation when they're thinking about excuse me, when they're thinking about um, trying to get their stories told online, what are some some practical tips? Can you share with us perhaps your top three tips?
0: Yeah, I love going. First one, I I was thinking a lot about this because there were so many tips that I could offer. But um, for three, the first one I would say would be think strategically, observe the media that you want to be heard on. You know, what type of stories do they cover? What angles could you provide that would appeal to them? Who's their target audience? Read comments if they're available from their readers on articles. Journalists, media organisations, they can get hundreds of pictures, but they're often not relevant to their publication, which can be really off-putting. So you've got to make sure that you're providing something that's relevant. That's my first tip.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important with any any type of communication and and media and marketing is is thinking strategically but in the case of of seeking traditional PR and media it, there's nothing worse than you know as a for example in my cases a podcast to someone pitching you to be on their podcast, um, which has happened to me recently. And they've obviously never even listened to the podcast. They have no idea what this media is about and what we what we're talking about. So same thing, really good tip and to take away for trying to get pub- published in traditional media.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing. And I guess that leads into my second one, which is it's always about knowing your audience and your clients and good communication really. So every day you're talking. One of the things to think about too is people often say, what will I write about, you know, on their blog on anything? And, or what could I do a story to pitch to the media? And I always go, well, you know what, every day you're talking to clients and it's through this communication that you'll find story ideas. Why did they come to you? What problems are they facing? What are their pain points? How are you going to solve these? these are all the basis of good stories. Like, so sometimes we get bogged down with statistics or figures. You could start, you could weave them into the story. And sometimes we get bogged down with the structure of how a blog should be written or how, you know, how content should come across. But if you can just come back to the basics, think about how you talk to your partner or a colleague a friend, then that's a the way to write a story.
1: Yeah, I guess the reality is those two tips so far tie together because if you've thought strategically about and understand the platform, channel, publication that you're pitching to to have your story told on, if it's the right audience for you. So if your audience, your target audience, is the same audience as that publication, then you need to talk to them just like you talk to your customers, right? Because that's the way they want to be communicating or communicated to.
0: Oh, exactly. And I had someone who personally, you know, helped us out in financial services and they were, this is just personally, and he he would come to you and they'd have really great stories all of the time, but it was never reflected in their communications online or in their newsletter. So I kind of went back and said, hey, these is, this is the stuff you should be writing about. There's a story for you there. There's an angle, you know, write that, Write a blog on that next time. Yeah, so, awesome. So, yeah, that's sort of, um, that's where your stories are coming from, just everyday conversations that you're having, you know, with the people that you serve.
1: Excellent. So tip number three?
0: Yeah, tip number three, and you're a podcaster, so like you said, you get people probably reaching out to you all the time, but... I say reach out and pitch a story, whether that's to editors, other blog bloggers, podcasters, to see if they would be interested in interviewing you or your contributions. But again, like tying back to number tip number one and two, you've always got to make sure you do your research first to ensure you're offering a relevant story and contribution. So, you know, for if it's a um I've got a friend who's got an online publication aimed at women in business. So, you know, make sure that it's something relevant to them in business. So it's not necessarily about parenting or anything. It's women in business. So make sure you have things that are relevant.
1: Yeah, I think I, I see it all the time. I I probably feel it myself a bit as well sometimes yeah. that the, uh, and you, you've probably had experience with this too, that you can sometimes be guilty of not you know, putting the effort in to reach out and actually you know, ask people to share your story. Um, even when yeah. it comes to the space that I play in around around online video content and video strategy, you can create the best video in the world that's really going to hit the target market, you know, right between the eyes, um, and really engaging content. But if you're not actively asking people to share it, or you're not actively reaching out to people and saying, "Hey, check out this that I've got here." You know, uh, you're just waiting for people to come to you, which that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, that's not, that ties back into something we were discussing earlier about like women, you know, confidence and business and people trying to share tell their stories. Sometimes I think it's just we're happy to do that, and but we hide behind it. We get a little bit scared of actually saying, "Hey, share this," or you know, like because it takes a bit of vulnerability and a bit of courage to actually come out and go, "Hey, I've put this online," but I want you to have a look at it and to share it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that, that's actually been my experience with people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: they won't have that call to action on the, on the end or, you know, or anything.
1: They're almost apologetic about their message and their story and their business and the fact that they, you know, want you to take some sort of action. And there's, yeah. there's nothing worse than that really. Um,
0: but everyone's really, everyone has a really valuable story to tell you know, both men and women and i think that why it's we are in an age of information overload there's still plenty of opportunities to get your voice heard you know online and offline
1: yeah and let's be honest if you're if you're not thinking about what action you want someone to take when they do hear your voice then there's not really much point in actually getting your voice heard in the first place. So I think, you know, what we've just touched on there of that, you know, getting clear about the action you want people to take and not being apologetic about asking for people to take that action. If you've provided value upfront through your stories, through the, you know, what you've shared uh, to the ideal audience that you've shared it with, then, you know, asking for that action, whether it be subtly or directly needs to happen. Right.
0: Yeah, just sort of say if you need some help, you know, reach out or anything like that if you want to know more, you know, or keep in touch or anything. So that's okay because you'd probably do that with a friend, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, like
1: you would. Um,
0: yeah. You would. And that's sort of the same thing, I think. But we've got to get past the whole sales and marketing. I think you know and there's no right or wrong like you often you read things, everyone will have different opinions and you know I might have a different opinion as a guest on your podcast to someone else you might have next week or a few weeks ago about for example how long should a blog be or how long should this you know or anything but I always say look follow your heart follow your feeling and things need to be you know, like say for a, the length of a blog, people will say, oh, people don't have the concentration or you've got to make it shorter," or anything like that. But then other times, you know, long, I, I'm not sure I agree with that because I think that long form content is coming back and people want, you know, they'll want to know more and they'll really want to read longer stories or anything like that. There's no real right or wrong to this. It's just also it's trialing and trial your message or trial your story. Some things might come across really well and you'll get lots of engagement because it's all about engagement and other things you won't, you know, you will think, wow, did I even put it up? No one's responded. And then you'll just know you've either got it wrong in that you thought that was a good angle, but, or you've got the audience wrong. It just wasn't meant for that platform or do you know what I mean? Like it's, it comes down to trial and error and yeah. that's mainstream. The big media companies do that too.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, really it all comes down to, like you say, it's not really about sales and marketing or, or messaging or communication. It's about relationships. You know, I think the, the mainstream media that build loyal and supportive audiences and therefore are successful is because people are building relationships with that with that channel, with that media, and it's the same thing with business. I think that if you focus first on, you know, building the right sort of relationships with your ideal audience, providing value, because obviously relationships are a two-way street. There's value that value's exchanged. Um, then that's where you can be heard and cut through. Would you agree? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's all about providing value, and it's all about that. You know, building the relationships and we talk a lot these days, we would have heard a lot these days about the know, like and trust. And this is where story is really able, you know, it's got um, prime position to do that. Yeah. Really? Yep. It's a good tool to have in your toolkit because it's through storytelling that people get to know you, they get to understand you, you can build trust, they'll get to like you you know it's um it's really really valuable yeah i
1: mean i couldn't agree more and that's the reason why we do this engage with story podcast and why i'm sure our listeners are listening as well because they they're on, we're all on the same page here and nadine you've um provided great value to the listeners today so i think it's only fitting that that you share an opportunity for mm-hmm. people to connect with you so where where can people are interested in finding out more about you or perhaps working with you um where can they get in touch
0: yeah, so just um, reach out to me on LinkedIn or even on Facebook. I'm in the process of having a new website constructed but and it will be up in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. So it's nadinemcgras.com.au because um, as you had a guest a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about personal branding. So I'm now using that, you know, my own personal name to do that. So just reach out to yeah. me.
1: Absolutely. And of course, we'll have all the links to where you can find Nadine on the show notes page over at engagevideomarketing.com slash podcast. Nadine, it's been a really interesting chat. Um, We've taken it in all sorts of directions, but overall, I think we've we've been able to provide value to the listeners and help them hopefully inspire them to be more strategic about telling their stories and getting their, their voice heard online. So thanks for your time and your insight.
0: Thanks very much. I'm a big fan of your podcast, so I look forward to listening to more episodes.
1: Ah, shucks. Thanks very much, Nadine. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. It was really great to have Nadine on the show and equally awesome to have you join us and listening in. I'd love to hear what you thought. What was your key takeaways from that chat? Let me know. Reach out on Twitter or on Instagram at engage underscore Ben is where you'll find me or email Ben at engagevideomarketing.com anytime. So, let me ask, what's your plans around video content for your business in 2018? Have you started with video yet? Are you feeling left behind? I can help. I want to invite you to join my free online video strategy foundations course right now. It's a three-part video series for business owners really wanting to make an impact online with effective online video strategy. Now, in this course, I'll share with you the roadmap to get started the right way with video for your business. So don't get left behind with online video in 2018. Jump into my free Foundations video course over at engagevideomarketing.com slash foundations. So that's it for this week. I'll be back with you next week, hopefully without this cold that's been hanging around and affecting my voice. Um, I'll have another amazing guest with me as well next week on the show. So be sure to tune in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, click that subscribe button so you will get the episode straight to your podcast player. So until then, off you go. Go and get your voice heard by telling good stories.